From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. Wake up! What's up, everybody? It's Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Barn Grill in Tallahassee, Florida. Coming up on today's show, the rest of the Renegade Express. Do we want sustained excellence, or do we just want a for-sure championship this year? As well as, what's going on with the strength and conditioning program? Can we find out? We'll try. Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Barn Grill in Tallahassee, Florida. Happy Friday. Why don't you go over there to to the Corner Pocket Barn Grill? Start your happy hour off with some great dining options. Burgers. Cheese curds, right? Cheese curds, Corey. What yeah, they do they're really there? good. I need to stop eating cheese curds. They're not. You know, you they're not the best pack. for a health nut. Like pack, you're right. You're, but I don't think I'm going to be able to get all the way there if I keep eating okay. the cheese curds. But it's hard to say no to them because they're really darn good. NFL. What do we call this weekend? Divisional I think weekend. It's the division. Yeah, the divisional this, round. I yeah, think? this is a good week. This is a good week. Check out all the games. They'll be on all the monitors, and what's the most important thing? They know which game's on which screen, right, Corey? They'll point you, you in the right direction. You, 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 oh, it, you walk oh, into most sports pocket. bars. Hey, yeah. man, where's the which game is the uh, the Niners one on? I don't know. Do you know the channel? No, no, that's so not how me, this works. L- let me tell you how Corner Pocket works, folks. Please. I, was there, I was there for trivia on, uh, on Tuesday night, and right when trivia's starting, because they take up half the Vegas wall for the trivia questions, so there's other there's you know there's 50 other TVs there, but none of them are tuned to the uh, I think it was ESPNU was showing the Florida State Notre Dame game. Um, they were all on the ACC network, which was Georgia Tech NC State. And at most bars around town or most bars in your area, they'd be like, ah, yeah, I don't know. We'll see if we can get it to it at some point. And if they turn to it, it's with nine minutes to go in the first half. No, Bill, the owner is turning like eight to ten different TVs all in the vicinity mm-hmm. to the uh, Florida State-Notre Dame game because okay. it's a null bar, mm-hmm. and even though they were 5-13 and 13 versus 9-9 nine and nine playing that game, it was still, uh, it was still a, t- a game that had to be on because it was Florida State. That's right. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, cptallybar.com is the website. Before we get to the Renegade Express, all right, some stuff to pass along for you on your Friday morning, some transfer portal stuff that's like tangentially related to Florida State. Cormani McLean, who was at one point probably going to Florida, at one point probably going to Miami, said, nah. He visited Bowler this past week, and he committed uh, to Deion Sanders in Colorado. He's like the number one cornerback in some maybe services. He dropped down, though, in the on-three rankings here of late. Also, Tresman Marshall, linebacker, the Florida State was in the mix for when he was in the prep ranks with the Georgia. I think there was some real hope, belief that maybe he would become Florida State. Uh, He chose Alabama. So back to it we go, trying to find some more talent out there in the portal. Otherwise, hopefully you're checking out the YouTube channel, checking out Warchant.com. Corey did a fantastic job transcribing the five. Did we speak to five guys on Thursday? Yeah, he did all of it. You guys liked it. 13 replies to his post. I did it on Wednesday. You guys did nothing. Not one reply. It's all right. I don't keep track of that stuff. Daryl Jackson transferred in from Miami. Uh, He did admit pretty much there is going to be some sort of process he's going to have to go through on a second appeal here. Not a second appeal, but this is a second time transferring, so he will have to get a waiver. Uh, But he sounds like he trusts the process. Uh, Funny little thing. 
Iroh's asking him, hey, you're about of a tweener coming out of high school. You know, like, when did you know you'd be a defensive lineman like on the interior? And he's like, oh, I knew all along. He's got a big head. I thought that was funny. Speaking of Colorado, Casey Roddick. Wow. Wow. Impressive young man. Very impressive. Go listen to his interview. What stood out, I think, you know, I asked him about, you've started several games, years, at Colorado. Like, why would you give that up to come here? Not like, you know, it's Florida State. I get it, but um, coaches don't guarantee you starting jobs. Like, we know that, but, like, what is it? It's like a confidence you have in yourself to leave something comfortable and come and chase something else. And he's like, you know, I would have been maybe comfortable staying there, but I'm, I'm happy here. I know I had to come here. So he's got a really good head on his shoulders. Interesting enough story, apparently he weighed 380 pounds when he enrolled as a freshman out there in Colorado. He's been, he's been, in, the, uh, he's been in the game for a while. Chris Thompson, deputy head coach, tight ends coach, was actually coaching Arizona State, so they got some familiarity. I think he tried to recruit him to Arizona State when uh, he ended up picking up Colorado, Casey Roddick. But he's like, yeah, man, I was 380, but I was putting up 425 on the bench, so I thought I was okay. Then I stepped on a scale. I was like, whoops. But he's down about 310, 315, so he's doing well. KJ Kirkland, shout out Reigns High School. Nice job with this kid. Really, really uh, impressive young man. Uh, apparently he's got two sisters, I think, that run track. Uh, good head on his shoulders, man. Florida State's got like a forensics team in that locker room too, man. These guys are uh, all really sharp dudes. He's got his head on right. You know, wants to come in and work hard. He said he has seen... Uh, the ability of young freshmen to get on the field at Florida State here the past few years, so it's definitely something in the back of his mind, but he just wants to to work hard and, and learn as much as he can. He pointed out guys like Greedy Vance, Azari Thompson, even Travis Jay is a guy that he's leaning on, uh, trying to pick their brains, get as much information as he can from them to learn the scheme. So uh, shout-out to Ray Pereira, our guy, too, Pillar was talking about. Hopefully maybe Patrick Sertan can revitalize Travis Jay's career. That would be cool. But good to hear that he's still engaged, trying to help out young kids, uh, believes in everything. Lamont Green Jr., a.k.a. Boots, he will be wearing the number 45 that his father wore. Again, he's, you know, first-team forensics, uh, really sharp kid, again, out of Gulliver Prep High School. Uh, mentioned just, you know, all the productivity they've had at defensive end. It was really cool to hear him talk about kind of how envious he is and how much sort of motivation he has, having seen Jermaine Johnson do well, having seen Jared Verse do well, having seen Patrick Payton do well. Uh, you know, came out and said that he thinks this is a team that has the potential to win a national championship. Now, will he be on the field helping them? You know, he's going to do the best he can. But guys realize, you know, even the young kids, I'm sure the transfer portal kids obviously realize that they can strike the iron this coming season. But I think even the young kids, I mean, even the 18-year-olds, uh, the kids are a lot smarter than we give them credit for sometimes. Right, dads? Right, moms? So he realizes what they've got going this year. He's excited. And then Jaheim Bell, I don't know, man. I I wanted to say something, but I probably can't because I'm kind of a whitish guy. His hair is amazing. His fade and his the the line work on his like hair it was amazing. I just I wanted to be like, hey man, you want some nil opportunity here? You want to give a shout out to your barber? Is your barber in Tallahassee? Did you, is he in Columbia? Are you are you driving back and forth? He looks the part. I hate saying that, but man, he's just a, a physically impressive young man. Um, and he admitted that things didn't go his way this past season, but he gave it all that he had when he was actually out there for South Carolina. Again, he had a really huge bowl game in 2021 to close out that season. Huge, huge expectations for 2022 and never really quite materialized. Uh, but he owns that, uh, says he's working as hard as he can. He did work as hard as he could out there, and he's going to do the same thing here. So uh, a lot of confidence in him. Obviously mentioned you know, having Jordan being your quarterback was a big deal to him. 
so all these guys pretty dialed in. Good group. We'll do this again next week, I think, Tuesday and Wednesday or Tuesday and Thursday again. But uh, we'll keep getting a steady trickle of these newcomers. But, again, all the interviews are up on our YouTube channel. Our guy Ben's cutting out some of the more interesting parts and making them, you know, like about a minute and a half. So if you don't want to watch the whole thing, you can just jump in and get the highlight. And, of course, Corey's on Warchant.com. Tapping it all away. All right, then, let's get to the Renegade Express, Corey Clark. Okay. Uh, 40 minutes or so, 50 minutes, who knows? Buckle up, let's go. Island Chief, wake up. Italics and an exclamation point. Probably should have done it a little bit better, sorry. January is here, Tour of Duty begins. The roster is currently at 88 players. That's according to his counting. I don't know, but God bless you folks that count. You guys are the best. That obviously has to drop by three and more if we sign additional portal players. Who do you see entering the portal or dropping off the team in order to meet the number? Corey doesn't like doing this sort of stuff. I That's don't hard. It's Although so, it's like, it's just... If I say like Zane Herring, like is somebody like, yo, Zane, Aslan on that one podcast thinks you're leaving. And is Zane Herring going to look at me dirty during tour of duty or something like you know, as long as I don't say player X doesn't belong here, like that's being rude. But if you're like, man, they've been here for this amount of years. Yeah. They've recruited at that position. I, and I don't think I'm not saying Zane here, but I think somebody on that offensive line, I think they're going to lose somebody from the offensive line because they keep recruiting all these guys over these dudes. Probably another wide receiver. And then I don't I don't I don't know what other position. How about that? Would you rather just talk about a position group, Corey? Do you disagree one, or agree if, with if, those? If or? somebody if somebody refers to us as that one podcast. I'm, they're going to get a dirty look from me, much like Zane Herring would give you for uh, insinuating he's going to transfer. But no, love you, Zane. I, um, I, I would say that uh, yes, I would think multiple offensive linemen and maybe multiple receivers, and I can include tight ends in that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's look. Just look at positions where, just look at any position where there's a kid that's been here for three years and is no closer to being a starter than he was when he got here. And there's multiple examples of that all over the roster. If that's still the case in this day and age with the talent you're bringing in, I'm not saying you're pushing these kids to the curb. They're going to go want to explore somewhere else where they might actually get to play. They probably don't want to just be here and be a practice dummy. It'd be a tackling dummy or a scout team lineman. They probably want to go somewhere else where they can play. So I would, I would assume like if they haven't hit the portal now, they, everything will be illuminated for them in April after the spring game. And they'll know exactly where they stand and how much real opportunity they have to play. And if they have not made a leap, or if these guys are bet the guys they brought in are just too good for them, I think that's that's when you'll see another exodus of probably somewhere between four and seven guys. I would think. Feels like defensive back and linebacker. I mean linebacker just because of the numbers, but I feel like there's Everybody probably feels they have a, a, a shot in that defensive backfield that's returning, you know, to at least be involved. So I think it's probably going to be offensive. Maybe one defensive player, but I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that jumps out. But I think most whatever number needs to get shed probably comes on the offense from those aforementioned positions. Yeah. Because yeah. you already lost one of the defensive ends, right? Um, yeah, well, who no, only lost Jared Jackson. Um, no, no, it was. Uh, oh, George Wilson. George Wilson. Shout out Virginia. Yeah. 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 Noel Boyo 2. Hey, Aslan and Corey, wake up. We're a month away from opening day of baseball. So I was wondering, what do you think the baseball team's ceiling is? Side note here, I I think, I don't know if it's gone to, I think it's gone to effect instantly or immediately, but now all these assistants 
are on the payroll for baseball teams. Like there used to only be like what one or two paid assistants. Two. I think yeah, there's two. now, I think now there's three or maybe yes. even more now. So that's a good thing for that sport. But what do we think about their ceiling? Uh, you know, obviously they lose Parker Messick. Um, you know, offensively there's you know we were hoping we we're going to get Tommy Tommy Bats. We didn't get him. Yeah, right. but we got Nander DeSaders. We got Nander back. Um, yeah. Keep the streak alive. Let's just let's make it to a super. Let's make it to a regional, and see what happens. I think their ceiling maybe right now. I don't know. Call it a super. I'm not gonna say Omaha. I, mean, well, I know it's, it's Florida hard State, to know, but still, man. Yeah. You you wouldn't have like I don't think you would have looked at the Notre Dame team last year and been like, well, their ceiling is Omaha. Um, they were a they were a two seed on the road in the regionals, um, and then they wear they won at Southern Georgia Southern, and then they had to go to Tennessee. So you get hot at the right time. That's the beauty of baseball. It's also the agony of baseball. You can be great all year like Tennessee was. And then just not play all that great, or get outplayed. I should I should say, um, in your home stadium, and your season's over. When you're that prohibitive favorite to win the College World Series, I think um, it's a lot of unproven pitching. Um, it's a lot of unproven everywhere. But you have to assume that the defense and the base running will be better um, because it was just not. It, it, it's hard to imagine it could get worse. Um, <laughs> And I, I feel like we said that about going into 2020 after 2019. Like, ah. Right, but then it's like, well, the say like it's a it's new coaching. Yeah. It's new coaching. It's fresh set of eyes on everything. Um so yeah, so I think I mean, look man, I think a realistic ceiling for this team is to get to the tournament. And then after that, you get hot, you can get there. You know what I mean? Like That's not the ceiling core. That's been it, the, I mean, the norm. That's no been the expectation way. for 40 years. Like, you got to at least say May, super. You at least got to say super is your ceiling. No, because I don't I don't look at it that way. Because it, the, the 2019 Florida State baseball team was the worst one that Mike Martin's ever coached. Legitimately. Yeah. It was the worst team he ever coached. They were the last team in the field. And they made it to Omaha. Yeah. So it's it's hard to look at baseball like that. It, in my opinion, it just is. I don't. I don't think there's so regular season. I think their ceiling is top twenty, like somewhere between fifteen and twenty. They can maybe get there for the ranking. Maybe host, but as long maybe host, okay. Maybe host, maybe. I think if we, I, that's about how I'd rather look at it. Not Omaha, because yeah. so much is just a crapshoot. And if you get hot those last those two weekends, but I think for the regular season, their ceiling is probably in contention to host a regional. Okay. There you go. Yeah, man. Listen, they're going to be they better. At, Wyatt Crowell, he's yeah, really good. They're going to be better at catcher. You know, they've brought in options there. Um, Sebastian Jimenez is healthy. Yeah, uh, Colton Vincent's going to get pushed. They bring in McGuire Holbrook from West Virginia. Yeah, they got Ballmeister. Uh, they got Connor Whitaker. You got Ferrer Carson still Montgomery, there. Carson maybe. Montgomery. You got Ferrer. Yeah, Jaime Ferrer, James Tibbs. Yes, you've got two of the better hitters Pops. I think in the ACC and in yeah. Tibbs and. Uh, Jaime Ferrer, so carry on still around too. So they've yep. yeah, they got pieces, yep. man. So I'm not gonna. We'll never sleep on this baseball program ever, ever. Uh, don't know if we answered the question though, but maybe. All right, how about hosting the regional? That's that's the ceiling. We'll go. Yeah, we agree on because that after court? that, it's just a crapshoot. But yeah, for regular season, I think that's that's the ceiling is hosting a regional, not a super. They would not be in line to host a super. I don't think. I think that's yeah, a little that's, too much. Yeah. XDQ 4 Wake up, Corey. In regards to your Brock Bowers comment on headlines, remember Draftniks drooled over Jamar Chase and Micah, I'm going to guess Micah, he said Michael, Micah Parsons, even after they sat out the COVID year. It was COVID, and that's yeah. an anomaly, but they were yeah. still high picks even after they sat out the whole year. Of the newcomers, who are you most excited to talk to? 
No, we talked about it on the, the show the other day. I should have bundled these together. But I always like the offensive linemen. We're recording this before we speak to the guys that we spoke to yesterday, Thursday, as you're listening to this on Friday. That wasn't confusing. Before we speak to the guys we spoke to yesterday. Um, yeah, we're going to have to figure out a way to do this a little bit less clumsy. Um, I don't Just know, don't maybe, mention time. Don't, we're not, you're not having to hold up a today's newspaper and tell people to prove that you're actually being held hostage and you haven't been killed already. Um Look for the for the Brock Bowers thing. Just so people know, somebody asked if you if I was his dad. Maybe they asked all three of us. I just you know it's all about me. Mm-hmm. Um, would you have him sit out this next year because he's so he's a he's going to be so, he's a surefire top ten pick? And I was like, man, it's like personally he can get an insurance policy for millions upon millions of dollars if he gets a, if he suffers an injury and can't play, he'll he can collect on that. Plus the NIL money is there. Plus as I pointed out. Um, Brock Bowers probably enjoys playing football. Probably one of his life's greatest joys. And he might want to keep doing that and running over people and scoring touchdowns for an adoring fan base for another year. Um, I get the risk, though. And I think it was Jeff, I think it was Jeff that said that maybe – maybe it was me that, like, would NFL teams be cool with, um, with a guy sitting out? Would that rub them the wrong way if he sat out for a full year? Um, but pro- it probably wouldn't. I mean, they, they if, if Brock Bowers available, he'll be drafted whether he sits out for a year or not. His teammates won't like it, but what are you going to do? Um, I hope that's not something that happens. I hope that's not something that becomes a thing. Um, but it, yeah, I guess it could. I guess it could theoretically. I mean, it's still crazy. We didn't talk about it, Aslan. Bryce Young and Will Anderson played in their bowl game. Yeah, yeah. I bet they got that's a bonus. Crazy. I bet they got a game bonus for you that. You ain't lying. Who was the Cotton Bowl? Whoever's the sponsor of the Cotton Bowl probably gave them a bonus. <laughs> Goodyear, I think. So they got yeah, Goodyear. Big. They just got a. They each got a blimp. <laughs> Not enough dirigibles out there. Can we get you more dirigibles? Lying. Have you been on one? No, no. You should have Ira on one time to tell you that story because apparently it's pretty terrifying. The yeah. the the uh, liftoff. Okay. There's apparently legitimately only something like 36 or less than that operating in the entire world. It's crazy, right? Like one burns down in the 30s, somewhere in New Jersey or wherever it was, and all of a sudden we can't ride them anymore? Come on, Where's our resiliency, America? Right. The Titanic went down on its main voyage, and I see Carnival Cruise Lines. that's That's the only commercials I see during football games is for cruises. So the ship industry, the, the passenger ship industry is still doing great. But one blimp burns to the ground. And a lot of people even survived it, Aslan. People yeah. don't know that. Like half right. the people survived jumping out. And, um, and yeah, we just can't do that anymore. You any closer to figuring out what cruise you're going to take with your missus? No, I'm not. But we will take one. It's definitely happening. But I, I don't. She, we, I'm get, actually, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting, I don't know if I'm getting my, I'm applying for my passport today because I don't oh. have one. Right. So I'm doing that today before I leave town. It's going to be like $25 to get a photo. It's disgusting. It's an absolute oh. racket. <clears throat> Noel Fan 624 Man, my voice is struggling. This is not good. Hopefully you can make it through here. Sorry, you guys don't care. Wake up. It's so great to be in a place, Noel Fan 624 says, where we're talking about playoffs, possible national title appearance after these rough past few years. Thanks for getting us through the dark times. Now there's light. There is. If you had to decide the fate of the program for the next few years and had these options, what would you prefer? Option one, national title appearance in 23, potential to win it all, but the next three years, seven, eight win seasons, possibly being in the conversation for a playoff one of those years. Or would you take four straight top 10 seasons where you never 
win the national title. Thanks for all the coverage and great content. Go Knowles. It's it's because I've lived it uh, with the Braves and honestly with Florida State in the nineties. Um, I like ninety. Like, wouldn't you rather? It was still pretty cool to be a Florida State fan from let's say eighty-seven to ninety-two, or from ninety-four to ninety-eight. That was still fun. Um, even though they didn't end up winning a national championship any of those years. So I would always vote for that. Always. You know, 14, 15, and 16 weren't, weren't bad years either. But you're I don't correct, know, man, just right? the fact yeah. that you – so we're going to go four years. I mean, you're telling yourself right now four years, no shot, or possible shot next year. But then if you don't, you're going to have seven – I don't know if, if, if eight wins to ten wins – I mean that is a significant. But in the is, in the in the context of the question, you don't know in December of 2026 we're not winning this national championship. No, that's just thing. Play. You're getting four but straight I mean, top tens. That's it, and you're not going to win national title. But that's your that's ceiling. just how it. But you're you're looking at it in 2028, like looking back at it, like it turned out that way. But in the moment, you're going to be really excited, like man, we're in the playoffs again. We got a shot to win this thing again, and then it doesn't work out. But it was still a fun ride. Yeah. That's how I look at it. It was still a fun ride. Number one, it's, trust me, for I, I hate to be a pragmatist here in business-oriented, but for business's sake, <laughs> right, yeah. if they're in the top 10 for the next four years, I'll sign me up right now. Um, and I just think that the, the journey, as a Braves fan, getting to enjoy all those wins, it's agony when you lose. It makes the losses tougher. But, man, winning, it's just so much more fun to cheer for a relevant team that's in the conversation. Florida State in the 90s, was so much more fun than, uh, you know, obviously Florida State from 15 to 19 or wh wh however. But it just was, man. I Like, I would say, I'm not going to say, no, I wouldn't say that because they were still good in 15 and 16. But let's say it was Florida State won a national championship in 15. Yeah. I would not want to, 15, 16, 17, and 16, 17, and 18 all played out the same way. I think you'd much rather prefer the four years where you're really good the whole time. Oh. I just think that's a it's better for your mental health. Like watching a team struggle, a team that was once great, all of a sudden limp to six wins or four wins or three wins. It's uh it's soul sucking. But being relevant and in contention is always fun. All right. You win. Could be wrong though. Yeah, I mean you make the playoffs. You know, four straight years of making the playoffs. Disappointment. Or three Disappointment. of them at least for sure. Yeah. Because yeah, think about it. If imagine if they would have lost to Florida and Oklahoma this past year, how do yeah. you feel about this past year? That's that's eight wins. Yeah, not that fun. Not that right. fun. Oh, so you're on my. I think you're on my yeah, side. Yeah, no, I think okay, so. Good. I think so. Good. I mean, again, you're a national title appearance. You're TCU. Like, how good does TCU feel right now? I don't. I'm. You know, not that you're going to get blown out by fifty something points. But do we feel great about Tennessee? Like, oh, you know, we made it back there with our backup quarterback. But then it's like, man, that Tennessee loss, that hurt. Um, the loss to Oklahoma, that hurt. Yeah. You know, runner no, up. They're is painful. Not, they're yeah. very painful losses. That's the that's the that's the problem when you get good again, is the losses hurt twice as much. And if you're a Braves fan like I am, and you those losses in October can really sting. Florida State fan, those losses to Miami clearly in the nineties really stung. But, man, you still get to enjoy all those sweet, sweet dubs. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kurt OFD 78. Wake up, gents. We met Kurt at the Harry Buffalo, or Harry Buffalo, rather, in Orlando. He's uh, one of the firefighter brethren. So oh, okay. Kurt, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Not from New York, though, but he's, you know, Central Florida. Right, yeah. And I still I don't have the shirts that uh, that Sean gave Come us. Come on, man. Um, Tom Lang has them. He's, uh, but I'm going to get them when he uh, – he's in New York right now. I'm going to get them when he gets back. Okay, cool. Maybe he's visiting Sean. I don't know. Yeah. He didn't tell us about it. Get us a different color. Get us the other color way or whatever they call it. Mm, yeah. Wake up, gents, all caps with an exclamation mark. Maybe next week I can get back to yelling it out. Here's my annual off-season question about the strength and conditioning program. Can you find journalists at warchant.com? Please contact Coach Dorms to find out about how the players are progressing. What do you think he means by that? Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, what's he going to say? Like, I'm disappointed in my guys. No, no, I mean, like, what, what is the progression? Like just, the weight, the weight gains or the 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 lift gains. Well, see, I, I guess so. how they looking in the weight room. Oh, there's more buy-in. There's better energy. But yeah, it's, I would rather get like particulars. Like they'll give us the whole thing. Like we've gained 197 yeah. pounds of of lean muscle. We've you know across three positions, whatever. That you know, that's. I, I guess that's what they want. Um, no, but I'm saying as a from Kurt's perspective, like we we wouldn't just ask Storms how are they looking. He's not going to say, huh? Actually, kind of like. They're they're full of themselves and they ate too much and they're all vomiting. Like he's gonna he's gonna speak highly of them. Number one because I'm sure they are doing well, but also because no coach ever, no strength coach would ever speak negatively about the kids in the weight room. Because then what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, like my that's guys, your job. Yeah, my job. I'm not doing good a job at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think um, it's like, what are they looking like in terms of like? Maybe like not the motivation, but like the hunger, the energy, right? Because I think there's some people that might think that the team might have some complacency. You kind of want to hear about their attacking these days, these situations yeah. with like complete and just 110 percent maximum effort. Maybe is kind of. And what I would, I think, I think a better question when it comes to that, and it's a, I mean, I understand the point. I mean, strength and conditioning is the most important for the next nine months. That's it. That's what that's what this program is. You have a month of pr- practice. But uh, everything else is about strength and conditioning. Is um is maybe five or six guys, and mm. chart their progress. Whether it's Johnny Wilson dropping a tenth off his forty time, or one of the linemen increasing their bench by sixty pounds, something like that, which yeah. is tangible, um, and not just hey, I feel like I'm in better shape. It's like really no good. Do- Really good core, yeah. Like specific, yeah. Co- co- coach, give us somebody, give us who's improved the most on the, this lift. Because I think he would yeah. if we asked specifically. I do too, yeah. 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 Or they, give us the five that have improved the most on all these. I think they would, yeah. Also, I'm curious to learn about how the transfers compared to the rest of the team. Yeah, we can also ask, you know, how are they getting acclimated? So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see if we can get storms maybe before Call of Duty starts. Or maybe we'll do the whole Call of Duty uh, dry run with Corey and myself. and we can That's right, yeah. That, so. And then we'll chart us. You chart us along with, like, uh, you know, Trey Benson. Yeah. And we'll just see how we progress until, uh, until August. Speaking of health and wellness, vitamin energy. It's a powerful boost of energy that nourishes your body with vitamins and supports healthy weight loss and much more. Take it as a shot or pour it into your water bottle and sip on it throughout the day. The vegan and kosher certified, gluten-free, non-GMO, zero sugar mix gives you the energy boost you crave without any of the crash. With offices in Florida and led by a slew of FSU grads, including an All-American track standout, 
Vitamin Energy is hooking up our listeners, Corey. Go to vitaminenergy.com. Use the promo code WARCHANTBOGO. So WARCHANT and then B-O-G-O. It means buy one, get one. Buy one, get one free, everybody. You'll receive a free item of equal or lesser value whenever you purchase anything off vitaminenergy.com using the promo code WARCHANTBOGO. Nine different varieties, including formulas that can boost your immune system, your focus, or give you a pre-workout kick. You can even try their variety pack to see which shot best suits you. Again, check out vitaminenergy.com. Use the promo code WARCHANTBOGO. Corey, which one are you going to crack open first? They sent us a whole bunch of these to sample. Man, they sent us a lot. And when we were, t- I actually got them as we were doing the, the Zoom meeting with them. And I was like, man, number one, if this would have happened last year at this time, I probably just would have thrown them in the trash. That's That was pre-health nut, Corey mm-hmm. Clark. But now that I've changed my life, I'm legitimately looking forward to trying these out. I got them, uh, we, we got them yesterday. So, um, I, you know, I want to try, I wonder, I guess I could do two in a day theoretically, but I will probably do the workout booster first to see what difference that makes uh, with me to do it for like a week. See, see the gains that I make, not necessarily how much I'm benching, but just how fresh I feel, how much further I can run, whatever it is. Um, And then I can't wait to report back to you fine people, because as Aslan said, let's not gloss over that. These are Knowles, man. This isn't just some other company from somewhere else. These are, it's run by Knowles. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you buy this, and it's it's all natural, but when you buy this, you're helping out Florida State, a uh, Florida State family. So just just throwing that out there, gang. But yeah, I'm very excited. I can't wait for you guys to see. Me. I'm gonna be a walking billboard. I'm gonna be a walking billboard for this for this product. Vitamin I love Ener- my vitamins. That's right. Vitaminenergy.com. Again, use the promo code WordChampBogo. Buy one thing, get any other item of equal or lesser value for free. Check it on out. Seminole G13. Good morning, gentlemen. As always, thank you for all that you do. Mm. Thank you guys and gals for asking questions and being involved. Thank you. My question is one that I'm hoping can clear up a general question. I'm hoping can clear up a general question for me. Okay. With all the anger at Dion, which, by the way, shout out to Jeremiah Byers when he was asked about uh, what he knew about Florida State. And he's like, oh, we know Florida State kind of speaks for itself. He said something like they have this. And then he's like, and they also have Dion. Everybody loves Dion. Yeah. And like, oh, Jeremiah, you sweet, Fine. sweet, in, in, in yeah, young I, man. I mean, it was really, it was actually sweet. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he was pretty naive about that one, that one uh, element. With all the anger at Dion, people are calling for us to let the number two jersey be worn again, and that comes with a debate. Oh. Yet Toa Feely, Duffy, Feaster, Gant, Dent, Sap all wore retired numbers last year. So why are some numbers retired but still worn, others kept from seeing the field? Great question. I love it, and I actually have an answer. We don't have to call yes. Ira or anything. Uh, nice. I know this for a fact. There's There are retired jerseys and retired numbers. Mm. There's a there's like 55 is a retired, uh, retired jersey, meaning they've retired Marvin Jones's jersey but 55 is still in operation. Yes. Retired numbers means that number is to never be worn again. 17. And they stop 17 to Dion. Oh. Um, 34, right? Ron, Ron Sellers. Sellers. Yeah, because Ernie Sims had to kind of ask for his blessing yes. to be able to wear it. And, uh, and Jalen Ramsey, I think, had to ask for Charlie. I think yeah. Jalen wear number 17 when he re- returned kicks. Like he would put it on at that one year, he was and they never kicked to him, so it was pointless anyway. And they always had to make an announcement. 
Jalen Ramsey is now wearing number 17. Was when it? he was returning kicks, he wore number 17. Or did we have somebody that was wearing 13 and he had to wear something so they didn't double dip? What was his number at Flores? I forget, Ramsey. I think it was because there was somebody else that wore his number. Because he was, was, he, he was number 8. Yeah, and he like, was 8. Was, so there was, was another number on, 8. On, yeah, there was yeah. another number. So he wore a different jersey to, to signify. Who, was he wearing, oh, it was Kermit. It was Kermit, right? Was so he, he wearing, him and Kermit. Did he yeah, wear think, 13, though? He wore 13 his first year and then changed. Okay. When he got trucked in the national championship game, that was that was 13. Um, but, but he wasn't wearing 17, though, was he? No, he was just on kickoff returns. And then he'd go back and put the number eight on. Okay. But like, yeah, it was crazy. Okay. And he never and he never returned a kick. He returned like one kick the whole season. Um, but they would do it, and they'd always announce, like, Jalen Ramsey's wearing number yeah, uh, in yeah. the press box. Yeah, yeah. Uh, attention, media. Jalen <laughs> Ramsey is Rob now Wilson, wearing yeah. number 17. Um so, yeah, so it's Bolitnikoff, Sellers, Charlie, and Dion, I think, are the only four that are the retired numbers where those aren't, like, think about it. You don't wear, you don't see 35, 34, 25, right. 2 or 17 worn again. What they realized once they started retiring these numbers is, well, gosh darn, we have a lot of really good football players, and if we start retiring all these numbers, we can't, every kid's going to have to wear number 75. Like, nobody's going to get a cool number because they're all retired. So they stopped retiring the numbers. And just uh, and just started retiring the jerseys. So like Jameis's five will be retired, but it's just Jameis's jersey right. being retired. Not Winky and sixteen, yeah, you know, yes. See Chris Ricks, Warwick Dunn, like those number those jerseys have been retired, just not the numbers. Awesome, Captain D underscore sixty three. Good afternoon, Corey and Aslan. Hope both of you are doing well. We had a great recruiting day back in December. There's another recruiting day coming in February. Does Coach Norvell have anyone? lined up for this date or is December the main recruiting date now in college football yeah I think our maybe Michael Langston right maybe one yeah there's a linebacker I think out of Texas they kind of have their eye on that's the only player that I know that Michael Langston was saying could possibly and this was like a week and a half ago they could possibly be out there still on the hook for a February signee from high school um, but obviously the portal now again the portal has has closed like you can no longer enter your name Yep. But there are some players that enter their name at the deadline, and then we haven't heard their name officially kind of come across. Um, but I think by now they've all been filled out by their uh, compliance offices. So there's a lot of guys that are still out there and available, uh, but I don't know how in, you know you're starting to get maybe to some players that are maybe not as high caliber. So I don't know if they'll uh, try to pick somebody up here now or wait till after spring football in May when the window opens back up. But Michael Lang's got you covered on the PRB, the Premium Recruiting Board. Yeah, and thir yeah. Thursday and Friday were it was a lot of portal. New there were guys getting in right at the deadline uh, all over the country. Second question: Have you had a chance to look at the baseball team, and if so, what is your take on how good you think they are, and how far can Coach Jarrett take this team in his first year at FSU? I'm so, going to say and get them to host a regional. Mm, mm. Right on, right on. Support corner pocket and those that throw money into the show. Sign up for WarChant.com, the best site this side of heaven and support the Seminoles as they prepare to get ready to get in the Final Four and knock Georgia off its throne. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. Um, I, I have not gotten a chance to see the team yet. Um, maybe we need to get – let's see if we can maybe link or somebody on the show here in the next week or so as we get ready absolutely. for the season. We absolutely should. we got to start drumming up some interest. He, he's certainly going to want to drum up some interest. And I know they have their fan, fan day, day slash scrimmage on uh, February 11th. Saturday, correct. And then they yeah, open so up with James Madison then. Friday – February 17th and I don't know that like meat would let me sit there and just watch practice so would Mike Martin uh senior for, for really anyone just come and sit and you could watch practice I don't know that link will do that I'll say you should the the football coach lets me 
Uh, I'm trusted with those secrets, but uh, but uh, I don't know if we'll be allowed to because I don't have a relationship with Link at all yet. Like I, I don't think I've even met him yet. Um, so that needs to change, and that will change, and we'll probably be best friends by uh, May. All right, right on. Moving along, tennis ump, wake up, guys. Listening to Jazzton Turntine talk about how welcome he was when he arrived here and basically said that the same was not true for him at his last school. My question is, do you attribute this to our staff really vetting the incoming players and explaining to them that it is much more than just their talent needed here, or is it something else? The team seems to be uh, really, uh, excuse me, this team seems to really be a team is what I'm trying to say. And that was clearly not the case under our last two head coaches. Well, I mean, come on, man. We did all right for a few times in the other one. Uh, thanks as always. Yeah, man, he, he says it that it's really important to him that he's bringing guys in. He tells the players that are already on the roster, like, I'm going to bring guys in here, but I'm going to make sure they fit into what we're doing. That's like the only thing I'm – I know skeptical is the right word, but, man, like, it's – it's tough to psychoanalyze a 20-year-old kid over the course of, I don't know, two phone calls and a six-hour visit on your campus. But so far, he seems to have a really good formula for figuring this stuff out. I mean, he's bringing in guys that largely buy in and acclimate and get settled into this system, and they buy into it. I mean, I think, you know, as Corey said on the show the other day, Jeremiah Byers talked about looking at practice, watching them the way they practice, how hard they our coach, and he he was all about that, you know, because Zion Holmes talked about, you know, the brotherhood that was here and how excited yeah. he was to be part of that. Uh, Fen Charles Cypress talked about, you know, this this feels like a place where, you know, being part of a team is such an important part of the thing, and that's something he was really looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like one of these really, it feels too good to be true, feel good kind of things that this head coach has brought to the, to the program. Um, but maybe we shouldn't be cynical because, again, man, he has done a really good job of, I mean, Jermaine Johnson. I mean, he brought this guy yeah. in here, and, I mean, that guy is more noble-blooded than he is anything Georgia Bulldog. And, uh, I mean, Jared Verse turned down likely being a first-round pick to come back and, you know, try to help this program out that much more. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's something to be said about, I guess, his knack, his way of quickly being able to judge character. It's, it's quite uncanny. It is. Uh, it's it's – uh... And I think also when you do have the, the judging characters, one thing, but again, like let's say one of these transfers that's coming in is kind of a, a malcontent and doesn't get along with other kids and, and maybe gets upset and in his feelings and uh, pouts or whatever, he will stick out so much that he's going to want to quit. Like it, it just, you, you do assimilate, you do assimilate to what's around you. And when you have other guys, like it's not, it's like Norvell finding good character is one thing. He, he, you know, that I do think that matters. I don't think that's just um, you, a coach speak. I do think he, if he heard, if this kid was awesome, a great football player, but he heard from three people that had coached him or taught him or been with him, like, yeah, man, he is a cancer. I don't think Norvell's going to be like, well, I can change him. And and he's still I don't care he can go get he can go score touchdowns he changes the scoreboard I, I don't think Norvell's like that because I do think he understands how much that matters and more than anything it's just not toxic like avoiding toxicity is such a big deal in a locker room man because it can it it can just it can completely terrorize a football team 
And I was thinking about that when you were talking about all the Jared Verse coming back and all the guys that came back. Like I think, don't you think that speaks to mm -hmm. like what Turnentine said was great in Ira's article, and I would I would encourage all you guys to go to Warchant and read that article. It's really good. It's really well done. It's what I I mean. It's an Ira story, so you know that anyway. But Turnentine's quotes and his insight because he's got a very unique one into what makes Florida State special. I think you'll you'll get a uh, you'll get some real insight into into what exactly it is, but. I know those guys got some deals to come back. I know they're not just coming back for free. All the guys that announced on Twitter in December that they were coming back. But if it was a toxic locker room with, with, with coaches and players you did not like, it wouldn't matter. You would still go. If you weren't coming back, if you weren't good enough to go to the NFL, you'd go somewhere else. But they, all, they almost all came back, which, again, I just think speaks volumes of what he's built. And yes, it's good character evaluation. It's also good. Um, it, it's really good from the players that are here to assimilate all the new guys. They see there is a there is in fact like a Florida State way. And if I act like a turd, I'm gonna I'm gonna look like an idiot on this field. I'm gonna look like a complete fool. So I can't be like that anymore. Not anymore. That implies that they were like that before. But I just think that I think he, the character matters. But I also think their character gets shaped a little bit by what's already here. All set. Thanks, buddy. Now it's I'm just, it's all smoke. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. It's a new year. Yes, you do. It's a new you, hopefully, everybody. So give yourself a fresh start at MyBookie. Whether you bet to earn or you bet to make the games more exciting, MyBookie gives you the most for your money with their redesigned deposit bonus. Use the promo code WARCHANT on any deposit of $50 or more to receive an instant cash bonus to your MyBookie account. Using the bonus is simple. Just bet your deposit amount just once, and then you're ready to cash out. No strings attached with MyBookie. You can bet on anything, NFL, UFC, NBA, anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Corey, let's stick with the NFL here. Okay. Chiefs 3-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Bills 3-1. to one. Niners 4-1. to one. Eagles 5-1. to one. Bengals 8-1. to one. Cowboys 9-1. to one. Giants 26-1. to one. Jacks 32-1. to one. I don't know you want to go with value or I mean again I think the Bengals man I mean I don't know they're yeah, they a good value bet they might it play a because won't they maybe play a neutral site AFC Championship game if they advance I, I still no. forgot how it'll, it won't be no neutral they, site. they wouldn't they it would just be if the Bills and Chiefs had, by the way if the Bills and Chiefs win and they advance they're gonna play in my hometown of Atlanta Georgia well how come the running back from Cincinnati mm -hmm. did the whole coin toss Joe mixing like the coin toss thing like that was if that had something to do like if they had lost to the Ravens in okay. that last regular season oh, game there was okay. a coin toss to see who would host okay. something crazy okay. like that I got you. Um, but no so they'll be playing in Atlanta um, yeah. I don't know who that favors I don't know who that favors that the Bills and Chiefs are playing in Atlanta man I'm gonna Chiefs fast track yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, but the Bills, you know, they got some dudes yeah. that can run. I would uh, – I and, and look, man, it's better than them having to play in Kansas City again. Maybe they get a lead with nine seconds left and they can't blow it instead of 13. I still feel bad for you Bills fans. Um, I would I, – I like, man, talking about value bets, and I know they're probably going to lose this week, and I'm never right on these things, so I should stop talking. But give me Cowboys at 9-1. to one. Oh, okay. Let me put, a, let me put a, a saw buck on that bad boy right. at 9-1. to one. You know, that, the, the, the NFC is certainly winnable. And once you get the Super Bowl, anything can happen. And, you know, they're kind of due. It's been 30 years. So maybe the Cowboys at 9-1. to one. Yeah. You can also bet on uh, particular divisions you think might be the team that's coming out of it that's going to win it. So, like, you know, the NFC East, you got a couple more 
uh, chips on the board. So check it out. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Just use that promo code WARCHANT when you do go over there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big B7034. Wake up, gents. Bakari here, a.k.a. Kari. Remember Corey? He said we can call him Kari. Yeah, that's right. What are your top three position battles you're looking forward to during the spring? Okay. He says offensive line, DBs, and kicker. Do longtime linemen like Robert Scott, Mo Smith, Darius Washington solidify starting spots? Yeah, man, Robert Scott, Maurice Smith, they're man, they're. They're etched in stone, almost. I want to say, but I don't. I don't know about Darius, though. No, I don't think Darius is etched. No. Who emerges as the next J. Rob? Hmm. Nobody, probably. But we'll be okay. I mean, he was, <laughs> I mean, he was really good. Wonk, wonk. Uh, can the new kicker push and possibly bid out Fitzmagic? That'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, we'll be we'll be charting those kicks probably yeah. even closer than one on one receiver drills. As always, go Knowles. Yeah, offensive line will be interesting. But um, I think we should be more specific. Like center isn't going to be interesting right. probably. Your guard uh, spots. Our left tackle. I think in right guard is probably Byers. We, yeah. He's not He's not written in ink yet, but he's probably penciled in. I think Roddick um, is left guard. Yeah, so, but, I mean, they like Estes. So Roddick probably has an upper hand there, but you don't know for sure. And then right tackle is Armella and Bless Harris is back, who yeah. was your starter last year. So – the, I I I want. I'm really interested in right tackle. Although I don't know how available some people in that competition will be, um, so I guess I don't know there. But yeah, I think I think the guard spot and the right tackle spot. And this is more of an August question, honestly, because it you don't really win battles in the spring necessarily. But uh, th- those two, I, I'd be watching a lot: left guard and and right tackle. And then. Um, yeah, because I don't what? think Bless Harris came out of spring looking like a starter, and then fall camp no, started, right. and he was like first team, and you're like, whoa, yeah. okay. And then maybe um, receiver, like who who are starting three receivers, man? Not that it matters because they rotate so much, yeah. but I mean, are you going to be looking to see Johnny, and then who's opposite him, and then Winston Wright probably in the slot, or can Micah hold them off? And I and I think you go into 2023 like that first spring practice. I assume it will be Shaheem and Akeem Dent mm-hmm. at your two safety spots. But, you know, there were times where they played the same position and Shaheem was in for Akeem. So who who else is out there? Who else is going to be pushing those guys for playing time? I, I, don't, I think those are guys that are slated to start right now, but I am interested to see what even your depth looks like there because that's, that is probably that and linebacker, those depth pieces, the depth of those two positions are my biggest concerns going into 2023. Yeah, I mean, I'll go with the offensive. I guess I'll, I'll go with one of the open guard spot, right tackle, and then who lines up opposite, like who starts between Fisk and Jackson, maybe, I guess I, I would say. Because yeah. defensive back, I mean, Knowles and Greedy are going to battle for the slot job, but, I mean, I'm not – I think they're fine there regardless. Uh, so I'm not like that on pins and needles. Although I, don't know, I think kicker might be a little bit ahead of all of those. So maybe give me, give me kicker and the, the guard and the tackle. Pretty much what okay. you said, Big Kicker. B, I like, okay, yeah, kicker's, Kicker will be interesting too, man. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right, we got two more. My truth. Wake up. Guys, this is your fourth season with Mike Norvell at the helm. Can you believe that, Corey? Fourth? Really? Yeah. Is that our fourth spring? Yeah. So 2020, yeah, he, yeah. 20, that's crazy, yeah. All right. We've been doing this for six years, guy. I know. COVID was four years ago? That doesn't seem right. Three years ago. Yeah. But I guess it, technically it is our fourth yeah. spring with him. Tour of duty starts soon. Coach Storms is time to shine. Hmm. Against Clemson, Florida, and Oklahoma, those teams seem to be more physical than us. Yeah. How close to even, up front, most importantly, do we get this year? I think that's a fair question. I think mainly you're talking about defensive line um, because, yeah, they got pushed around. That defensive line, you know, one of them was without – well, two of them were without Fabian. But Fabian's one player, uh, you know, you, you weren't missing six guys. And you were pushed around. Oklahoma and Florida pushed you around. Um, uh, I, I, I'm interested in Tafasi, Daniel Lyons. What do those guys look like? I don't know how much we can expect them to ch have changed their bodies in the last two months. Or in the two months between the last time we saw them and when spring practice starts, the two and a half months. But what do those guys look like in August? Because that is a big deal. Fisk and Lovett, you know, are grown men. Daryl Jackson, uh, Darryl Jackson is a grown man. Malcolm uh, Ray. Malcolm Ray, sort of. Um, I mean, he's a grown man, but he's, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say he does not get pushed around some. Uh, but, you know, he can always improve too. But you, you, I want to see what these freshmen, what these redshirt freshmen uh, look like after a uh, full year because you're going to have to get some snaps out of those guys. And you want to see something special maybe, man. Because Daniel Lyons, I think, has some special stuff to him, man. They've said it. They've said it numerous times. But he ain't big. No. Not by modern-day defensive tackle standards. So he's got eight months to get there and get stronger. And uh, we'll see what that looks like in August. Yeah, I mean, I really thought about it that way. But it, that's still – maybe maybe there's somebody else out there they can get in May uh, that, that would help out because – you know, you, I like the three they've got. I'd really like maybe one more piece that would make me feel really well, and then Malcolm Ray's like your fifth guy in that rotation. Because I think Tafasi physically is ready to go. I just, he hasn't played a lot of organized tackle football, and I don't know how much closer he is to becoming part of the mix there. But Daniel Lyons is probably a fair uh, sort of target to see how he improves. Offensive line, man. Listen, Robert Scott. He's just—he's he's not going to look like Trent Williams. He just—I don't think he's—I don't know if he's ever going to be built that way. But he's going to be—he's going to have like what, like thirty over thirty starts under his belt going into the season. Maurice yeah, Smith man. is and, and Maurice battle Smith tested that too. Roddick and Byers are big human beings, and then you know, bless Harris, Darius in Washington. Maybe Lucas Simmons as a true freshman. I mean, you know, Julian Armella. Um, I mean, they should be able to hold up quite well, and they did most of the time with, you know, giving Jordan Travis uh, time to figure things out, and they paved the way for a really good run game. So at least the offensive line we feel uh, quite good about. But that, that's yeah, a fair, fair it's question. It's a fair one. I, I thought he meant more about the uh, – because they ran the ball, and not in Oklahoma necessarily, but they ran the ball on Florida and uh, and mostly everybody else, Clemson too. Uh, so I, I thought he meant more about the defensive line. And yeah. just think, man – like, again, that Clemson game and that Oklahoma game, you didn't have Fabian Lovett. You also didn't have Braden Fisk and Daryl Jackson. Yep. Those are all grown dudes. That, that, is a, that is a trio of probably 925, 930 pounds that have all played a lot of football and are men. They should not be pushed out of the way like maybe other guys that were uh, playing at Florida State last year were.
And again, Cooper is a big dude, but Robert wasn't really ever, I don't think, fully healthy in 2022. Yeah, yeah. fair. All right, last one we made Just it. like Devontae Love Taylor wasn't. Are we going to have to – do we have a jinx going on? I didn't want to – yeah, I mean, that's not a good thing to think about, but possibly – I was gonna say because I want Robert show? Scott, man. If I don't get if I don't got Robert Scott, sorry, Gene, we're, there might be contract holdout. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I gotta have Robert Scott. I'm you, not man. gonna have to yeah. do anything. I'm just gonna have to hit you know broadcast live, and then he's just gonna take over, man. Um, or maybe can I have Charlton if I can't get Robert Scott? But I don't, okay, maybe yeah. I shouldn't say that too yeah, much. Should. Robert Scott can r- drive a hard bargain now, so I don't know, Robert. We got a lot of competition out there and True. limited funds, so we'll see how it goes. All right, last one, Corey. S. Quinn, 67. Wake up. Thanks for the great coverage in 2022. The War Chant crew was fantastic. From Tour of Duty to New Orleans all the way to Harry Buffalo, I enjoyed the thorough coverage. Did we? I don't remember meeting you at Harry Buffalo, S. Quinn, 67. Did you meet him, Corey? You didn't introduce yourself as S. Quinn, which I hope you would. Um, There's a couple of you that can introduce yourself by your first names, like Vishal or, you know, Ray Pereira can say, "Hey, it's Ray or James B." But like some of you, I haven't we haven't met enough to be like, "Hey, it's it's Sean." Like I don't know. I feel it's, like it's, I did. Yes, I feel like I, I man. Yes, I feel okay. like I did. All right. And I feel awful that I can't remember anybody's name ever, or even if I met you. I do remember when I when I met you because I recognized the face, but I never remember the name or the context because I suck. Okay. Questions: Two of them. Assuming we do not go through any major injury, how many quarters do you think Jordan Travis will be wearing a baseball cap this season? Ooh. I got Southern Miss. Okay. North Alabama. I mean, at Boston College. I mean, Miami. Although I think Miami might have, I don't know. Virginia Tech and Duke. Syracuse. Oh, Duke. Duke will probably... You know, maybe Mike Elko will make it, you know, enough maybe. of a struggle. You know, how many Wake, was it this year? Let's answer that. How many was it this year? Miami fourth quarter, Georgia, Syracuse fourth quarter, Georgia Tech fourth quarter, Lafayette, Lafayette. So it was four problems. Well, and then the Louisville game. Yeah. I guess he didn't wear a baseball cap in no, the Louisville game. Well, that, not, the, not the way you want to see him wearing a baseball. Yes, cap. correct. Yeah. Um, maybe the BC game too. He was probably in a cap in the. So five times that happened? And Duquesne. That happened six times this year? (laughs) Good grief. He needs to get a baseball cap uh, sponsorship. Um, I would say, I'm going to say two more less than that. Only because I I think four, where he just sits out a complete fourth quarter. Because if he's really, um, if they're chasing some stuff with him, Uh, awards-wise... You might want to give them one extra drive than you normally give them, than you gave them this year. So I would say, I'm going to say, I'm going to put the over under at four and a half for that. I'll take the over. I'll take the over on four and a half. Good question, though. Good question, though. And Tate Rodemaker got to wear a hat even once or twice, I think. Imagine being a Florida fan that used to hate listening to us, and they're like, actually, these guys aren't that bad. I'm going to keep listening to them. And now we're sitting here. Just boasting about like, yeah, we're gonna be so awesome. Starting Our quarterback. starting quarterback doesn't even, doesn't even play all these six games. times. He's gonna have his cap on. And what are you guys gonna do, Graham Mertz? Yeah, what are they gonna do at quarterback? <laughs> Come on, man! Don't hey, don't you're we don't right, want too right. much yeah, karma. Yeah, we don't yeah, want bad yeah. karma out there. He might maybe ends up being awesome somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Second question. 
What would your over-under for wins for Florida State baseball be? Let me go see. Well, they won like they won like thirty something last year. Um, I'm going like to say thirty-seven and a half. I'd say thirty-four and a half. Oh come on, Corey, give me a little faith. Parity, got- man, the parity is better than it's ever been. Again, it's a lot of unproven uh, talent, but it's good baseball players all over this state, and those are the only non-conference games they play. Are these the Stetsons and the Jacksonvilles of the world? And they're they got good players. Um, and they care about those Tuesdays and Wednesdays game. It's it's tougher than ever. Um, I, and the ACC is always going to be tough. So I, I'm going to say 30, what I say, 34 and a half is my over-under. They won 34 last year. Oh, perfect. There you go. That included the big postseason win they had, though. <laughs> Remember that one? I'll say 36 and a half. Okay. And I will right. take the over. Man, they were they were rough last year, man. They were rough. Yeah, um, I, I I'm not going to I'm not taking a repeat, man. I mean, I, I think even 37 probably. I mean, think about it. If they only win three more games than they did last season, how great are we feeling about this team? Um, so but then again, I don't know if you spread them out. Yeah, I think 37 right is a good. What was the how many losses did they have? Twenty five. So they were. Thir- what would you say? Thirty six and twenty five. Thirty four and twenty thirty four and twenty five. OK. Yeah. Thirty six is probably a better number. You're right. Thirty seven and a half. Well, let's take the over kids. Right. Okay. That's true for the Knowles. All right, that's a wrap. We're done. We did it. Four shows in a week. How about that? How do you like them apples, everyone? For Corey, I'm Aslan. Thank you for listening to Wake Up War Channel. Watch you hit the thumbs up button. Maybe leave us a five-star rating interview. And go check out the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. They sponsor the show. Gosh darn it. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you Monday.